Welcome back to Quirillium Blast for our fourth and final season. Um, so let's get right into the premiere for season four. Um, just very quick, I wanted to mention that we do have a time jump between season three and season four. So for me personally, it felt a bit like all over the place, which I think the first couple of episodes for seasons that are not season one always did for me with Roswell, just because they're trying to, at the same time, move quickly and kind of establish where every character is after the, the season before. So it just feels like they're catching you up on everything and tell you everything that happened in the you know months that we didn't see, which obviously is what we like as a podcast is what we don't want i feel like i just i'm not understanding that. the i'm not understanding the purpose of the time jump yet i mean yeah i i guess to get them to the the point where they're all like in established relationships or whatever but does that affect anything does that affect i, I guess we don't know yet but i just time jumps are gonna time jumps only work when you use them you know sporadically and effectively yeah. You know, I understood in 2020 with COVID, I understood a time jump that makes sense. But so far, I'm not quite understanding the time jump here or what the purpose is. Yeah. To me, a time jump can work if it's done right. But most of the time, it feels like lazy storytelling. And then it forces us to come back to, like Nick said, our very favorite thing on this podcast, which is show, not tell. You know, now we have to there instead of having to go through the process of showing us the development of these relationships we're just we're just going to jump in and here you go and that's that's lazy to me and i i agree with amanda if it serves the narrative okay maybe but so far it just it doesn't make sense yeah, 100%. So we'll talk a bit more about it when we get to specific, I think, dynamics and characters, because, you know, there were specific ones that were, it was more obvious. But I want to start with Liz and Max, as we usually do. I think with the two of them, stay with me, um, it was less obvious, like the tongue jump with their dynamic, just because it was, we saw a lot of them already in previous seasons was pretty much already at that point. I mean, they were pretty much at the end of season three already there. Um, so basically the season starts with them already living together for a few months. And Max is trying to propose. Now, I, I, I did feel for the man throughout the episode because it was like, I mean, just let it get it out. <laughs> Poor thing. But um, just right off the bat, I already miss Jones. I do. Yeah. Like that was, I was hoping the whole episode, there was going to be some sort of like weird twist and some sort of, I don't know. I, that's all I've been waiting on. Cause it was just, we're back. He's just boring. I'm so sorry, everyone. Actually, I'm not sorry. It's our last time doing this. I don't care, but I just don't <laughs> care. I don't care about Max struggling to get his words out and you know because if he knew Liz at all he would know that she doesn't care where it happens or what he says or what he does you know it just I don't know I I, I maybe so much time has passed and maybe I have never been a huge fan of their relationship anyway so I'm not really emotionally invested no matter how many time jumps no matter what he does like it's fine I don't you know it's fine either way but watching him like struggle to do it it's just every sitcom ever made it's not original. We, we've seen that in ever. I mean, a hundred times. I mean, not being able to propose or going to do it and someone else does it in front of him. Like that's been done in movies and TVs just for so long that it was just painful to watch. I don't know. <laughs> and I hate to be negative about anything. Like I'm, I'm glad they're, 
I love that they had Liz be a little standoffish. Like she really cannot figure out what she wants. And I love that. And, you know, I'm glad there was a little bit of angst there, but just watching that part of it, I was like, okay. I got to say, if we're going to do a time jump and they're going to have been in a relationship for longer than we've seen, a proposal should never be a complete shock in my opinion. So like Max, this is Max once again, just kind of rushing head first and not thinking about, you know, Liz and their relationship and her thoughts on that. Like, I guarantee you that Max never had a conversation with her about whether or not she even wanted to get married. And in what world is six months of living together an appropriate amount of time before you get before you mm-hmm. yeah. I mean maybe for some people I'm not I'm sure that happens I mean but, you know uh, it's Max and Liz like it's been established well, throughout the show right, but it's Max and Liz like... who've only been together essentially six months yeah. <laughs> without any strife Liz you know I I I think I'm glad that he sort of was getting the balls to propose and really showing himself you know to Liz I'm sure I mean I, I really appreciate that about him kind of proving himself to Liz but if this was something that was talked about together, like Sarah was saying, then Liz's reaction never would have been what her reaction was. Like it never would have. So it's just another of how good is their relationship really? And the same can be applied to Malik's here in a minute. Mm -hmm. If this is, you know, if he didn't anticipate this reaction or if it wasn't something that was talked about before. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a proposal makes sense for them just for what we've seen. Um, and because we had a time jump, but I do, I do like that, um, that last scene that they had together Well, is saying no for now, but ask me in the future, I'll say yes. I think it makes sense for them, uh, for what we know about them, for what we know about Liz as a character and for what we've seen very little of what we've seen about what is actual plot that is not, you know, character or relationship development from this episode um they're essentially both or everyone really within the group they're essentially not looking at whatever is not you know utopian and idyllic Roswell life they're not looking at Jones's body they're not looking at um possible new alien stuff they're they're very kind of like narrow vision this is working for now. This is what I want to do. Do not ask me any of anything else. So I, I think bringing in the uh, not, not accepting the proposal makes sense because it does bring to light other issues that are obviously there that they well, I think that's not... what we're saying right like that's why we're yeah. saying a proposal doesn't make sense right yeah a proposal only makes sense when you sort of know that that's going to happen you sort of know the reaction so asking someone to marry you when the reaction is "Ooh, no yeah. but maybe later in the future that means that it wasn't the right time to propose that means that mm-hmm. it wasn't something that was discussed amongst adults in a, in a healthy relationship so yeah. and I, whatever I mean, that's fine I, you know I'm, maybe he felt a little impulsive and you know they've had six months of presumably happiness so you know that's I don't begrudge him that at all it's just I'm excited I'm interested to see what's going to change in the future obviously he's going to propose to her at the end of the season end of the series and she's going to say yes I mean that's not it doesn't take a fortune teller to figure that out but it's just going to be interesting to see what changes because I what a bold move to make Liz get what she wanted and then still not be happy with what she's got yeah because she can't have both ways. She can't go off and fly off and do all this, you know, crazy experimental things and also have this life with Roswell with Max. Yeah. So um, moving on from kind of like the relationship part of both of these characters. So with the time jump, we see Max still being a cop, which is something. <laughs> Why is this never being discussed? Anyway, is an interim sheriff at this moment and Liz has apparently given up her like more um not scientific part but like experimenty part of her scientific um life for uh 
a life of teaching. Um, GED Did they say students, that? Did they say that at any point? Are we inferring that just because she's teaching? I mean, GED? she says she says I want to be a girl from Roswell for a little longer. So she's kind of you know what I she, understood from it yeah. is that she's trying not to. You know, at least the alien experiments, she's trying not to look at for the moment. But um, I don't know if she has any other projects. It, it she's wasn't got mentioned. To. There's no full time. It would be hard to be a full time GED teacher. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm interested to see what else she's been doing or if they're just going to, like, let this be what she's been doing for six months. Yeah. So she's doing that. Um, and they've cured Maria, uh, which we'll talk about later. And she's trying at the same time with these GED um, teaching that she has going on, um, help a student, which. Oh, oh, Liz, mind your own business. Can I say mind, mind your, your own, own damn business? business. Like, right. <laughs> what the fuck? Mind your own damn business. Now, I don't know what. I just was watching this like, uh, uh, would it kill any of you to set one single boundary with any other human being in Roswell? Like you're not her mother you're not her sister you're not any you know you're her teacher like what's happening here i don't i did not love that well that's just that's liz being liz i mean she thinks she's right so it doesn't matter what anybody else says even the person she's trying to quote unquote help it's i mean that's that's who liz is and it's a great quality to have to want to help people that's not it at all and i love liz but this is crossing some lines here. Yeah, and I I do like that the um, the student. I think this will change, but I do like that the student was like, uh uh-uh. uh, like, do mind your own business. I mean, this is not about you. Um, this girl is not Rosa. Yeah, yeah. This girl is yeah. not Rosa when she was a teenager. This isn't your. You know, maybe that's the line that they're going to try to draw later on, but that's no. <laughs> Sorry, that's we're so we're past that. You're not able to help the Rosa of the past. That time is over. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't recreate it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I do like that they kind of use that um, Liz wanting to help a student, which I think is genuine coming from her. But I do also think that Arturo was right when she, when he was saying you're using this to distract yourself from something else that's going on in your life. And I just wanted to mention this because he is the best dad. Always, always. Um, best Arturo line is... Nika, where are you going? Oh, I got to go find my student, Vanessa. Tommy says she's been swiping beers and I just, I have to have a... Churro. <laughs> I'm your father. And I know every look on your face, and I know the one you wear now is not about some problematic student. Well, but Vanessa is a little lost, and I'm trying to help her find her way, okay? She's just not having it. Maybe because it's hard to take that kind of advice from someone who hasn't found their way themselves. Pointing out to her that you can't save everyone because you can't even save yourself. You don't even know what you want. How, how can you help someone else figure out what they want? Which is very true. Liz has finally gotten what she says she wanted, and is clearly unhappy. So, like, you can't take that and then, you know, use that, to try to push that down and ignore that and help someone else to, to ignore your own problems. That's not how it works. I feel like I, I love that conversation with Liz and Arturo, but that scene in particular for me made it glaringly obvious that Rose is not there. I know. I can't wait for her to come back. It's going to, it's, I know. Cause that would have been, it would be interesting to have Liz and Rosa have a conversation about, you know, I think, and I, I know she's going to be gone for a couple more episodes, but I'm excited for her to come back. Cause it's such a family dynamic that works with the three of them the best. I will say though, that I did like that without Rosa there to kind of have the the friendship ish scenes that Liz actually like we were reminded that Liz and Maria are best friends and Liz and Kyle. And um, so it was nice to, you know, it's like, cause you forget. Cause honestly, like Liz and Maria, it, it, I would forget sometimes that they're supposed to be best friends. So I, and I think that that's because the, the scenes where Liz talks about, you know, her feelings and Max and all that stuff, it tends to be with Rosa now. 
And so not having Rosa, that was nice to kind of, she had to go and, you know, have these friendship scenes with, with Maria and Kyle. Um, so anything else about Liz and Max that you guys want to add? Sorry, Max looks really good this season. It's not my fault. It's just the haircut. <laughs> anyway, the haircut is nice. It's a good haircut. It's a good look. I mean, just on a purely, you know, surface level. It's a good look. Good choice. A plus. I will say I was watching with my niece and she was like, ooh, what is it? Like, no, he he's pretty different. gross, but he looks good. <laughs> he has, he also has, I don't know, I don't know why I noticed this. He also has a bit of like kind of graying going on, which is. It's not bad. It's a good look. It's a good look. Okay. Let's try to keep this one brief, please. Uh, Malik. So, I mean, you guys know us. Uh, you, you know, we love Malik's, but. <sighs> okay, so this mm. is not the relationship I was most annoyed with. Not annoyed, like peeved with, uh, with this episode. Um, but I do want to say that the time jump made it really hard for me to kind of really get into their scenes just because, and not as much as Isabel and Alana, which we'll talk about later, but um, because Malek's do have their, you know, established relationship. It was something that has been going on for a long time. I do think that their relationship, you know, makes a lot of sense. It makes sense for them to move in together, but we didn't see their, you know, them being public, then going on dates together. Yep. Everybody knows, which I'm very happy about, very, very happy about, but I wanted to see that. That was, I like think a, it's a huge part of their relationship. Right. Well, and I think it's the most, it's the reason that it's so frustrating is that I know people are like, you can't. You finally got them together. What else do you want? And you're right. I'm, I'm super happy that they're going to clearly end this series, this series together, right? Like that's ultimately what we wanted. But the point is we spent so much time building up and so much time talking about them and so much time with them apart and them finally getting together. And we don't get to see anything. We don't get to, I, I, Katie and I talked about this and I talked about this with you guys, the easy solution, it would have taken one extra scene or one different scene for just Alex to ask Michael to move in. Michael has the exact same spiral. And then at the end, they resolve it. It would have been the exact same episode, but we would have gotten to see some of that progression as it is now. I mean, it was, it was like whiplash. I mean, it was truly like, what how did we get here and I know six months went by but six months and we missed you know any of the the problems that prob that Michael specifically Michael would have had with this relationship and figuring himself out I don't know I just it's always going to be a little bit sad to me that we went from zero to 60 and we didn't get to see anything in between well and okay I don't want to be negative because I too am very happy that Malik's are together but, you know, I, I had my issues last season with how they got together. It seemed really out of the blue. And, and then, so now we've had a time jump and we are honestly, we were robbed of this development that we've been waiting years for. And now it's, I'm still really happy that they're together. This, the, the storyline about Michael freaking out, I feel like for me personally, that's kind of a storyline that the who the writers think Michael is compared to who Michael is in my view. Like, I don't, yes, he probably would have been nervous about moving in with Alex and, you know, but, navigating that, but I don't know that he would have had this huge spiral. Like, no, Michael six months ago. Yes. Right. right. Michael, Michael, six months ago, Michael, a year ago. Yes. But the writers can't figure out Michael. They can't figure out what to do with him. You know, all of a sudden, Alex is cured of all trauma, right? No issues. Absolutely nothing lingering from his father. Nothing lingering from his childhood. Sure. But we can't give that to Michael, apparently. He's always got to have some sort of hang up. And that's fine. 
but it doesn't make any sense with the Michael that we have now. And it doesn't make any sense with the Michael that we had at the end of season three, not that he was cured of everything, but the whole point was that they were communicating and they did communicate in this episode. And I did enjoy that, but I don't think that the Michael of now that they were giving us would have had this absolute freak out in the same way. I think he would have had some reservations. I think that there's nothing wrong with being like, are we moving too fast or well, you know, all that that's fine, but not to this degree. Yeah. See, I think, you know, I agree with you both. Um, and that's again, a, a problem with the time jump, because if we had seen at least part of their relationship and if he had had other freakouts for maybe other, you know, minor things, minor or, you know, other things in their relationship, like, you know, telling their family, telling, telling their friends, all of these things, which are important steps in our relationship. If we had seen that and Michael had reacted a similar way, you know, maybe not the same way because, you know, moving in together is a big step. Um, so it makes sense that he has, he's nervous and has, has some reservation. But if we had seen how his reaction to other steps in the relationship where um, it would have made more sense. So again, time jump issue. Um, I do like Alex being ready to share his space. And obviously they wouldn't have moved it in, in Michael's airstream. Poor thing, he barely old him. So obviously moving into Alex's house makes sense. It's bigger. It's, you know, they have space and all of that. But I think it's a big step still for Alex, even if we, like you said, Amanda, if he seems cured of all his trauma, I think it's a big step for him to share, you know, his pace like that. Um, And especially his coping mechanism. Like you said, like I did like that Alex was very, very communicative throughout the whole episode. It was like, this is what I think. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think, which was very nice. I just and would have very... loved to see what got Alex there. I would just have, that's the other thing is that I just would have loved at some point to see. It felt like overnight we got to this Alex and I, you know, and I'm not mad at it by any means. There's gotta be, you can't have constantly, which is what the first, what couple seasons were two people just steeped in trauma, trying to have a relationship with one another. You have to have one that is, move to a different place but it's just it's never going to not be jarring that Alex is just open and willing to to make this you know take steps forward that Michael isn't or not that Michael isn't but that he's a little bit more wary of doing it's just it's always going to be bizarre again we have Michael freaking out like we mentioned I did really like that he talked and he seems to hang out frequently with Dallas um I just really adore the relationship. I do like that he also talks Max um, during the episode um, because they do have, the, you know, that sibling relationship. But with Dallas, not only they understand the alien side of each other, like Isabel and Max would, they also understand the, the trauma and the, the type of childhood that they had, which Michael usually kind of shared with Alex so with Dallas he has those two things together in a friend type of figure um or sibling type of figure like I don't know if how they see each other really at that point um but I do like that Dallas you know immediately calls him out on his bullshit and on on not any on his bullshit on his coping mechanism and the fact that he's procrastinating on moving and the fact that he's kind of, you know, running away from a relationship at the first sign of doing something wrong, which is very Michael, again, is very Michael season one and season two. So I agree with Amanda, though, that I think that a lot of that could have been solved by actually seeing their conversation about moving in together. I mean, it just would have been so simple. Right. Like, yeah, it does know. look it does look like it was all Alex's idea at this point. Like it was like Alex said one day, just move in with me. And that was that. that but also it's of... frustrating to me. And it's, it's the, the most frustrating part is I just don't believe that Michael would have kept this inside and not said something during that initial conversation when Alex broached the subject. I find it hard to believe that Michael now wouldn't have voiced some things 
at the time, you know, and maybe it would have taken him some time to fully open up, but I just, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't have done anything or said anything because I don't want it to be that Alex pulled him kicking and screaming to do this. I want this to be a a conversation they had together, a decision they made together. And it could have been, it might've been, who knows, but it, you know, Michael, but Michael not being free to say the things that he was clearly thinking about that he had to go talk to Dallas and Max about rather than the person he needed to talk to. That is what is frustrating to me because it just, it, it could have just a little tweaking here and there and it could have been really, really awesome. Well, and out to me, <clears throat> you know, Alex kept kind of like pushing this conversation, like everything is yours now. This is your home now. Like this is, you know, we're all in kind of basically. I feel like Alex knows Michael better than that. You know, for him, like when Michael was clearly freaking out and Alex just kept on, like nothing was wrong. Alex knows him better than that. That kind of, it rubbed me the wrong way just because it felt false so they could continue this, this dramatic Garen's freaking out narrative yeah. for this episode. I feel like, you know what? I feel like their scenes were so brief. They were kind of tr- just trying to drive the, pro- the point across that they were moving in together and it was a right. big step. So, like, as, writing-wise, not, you know, them as characters. Um, so I think that kind of, like, really felt wrong in that way because they didn't take that time to really show what you know I don't I don't know I think the briefness of the scenes it's hard it's hard it's hard to get anything from it when it was a a total of what a minute and a half total I mean Mm -hmm. I I don't really know but it was so brief both I mean that we can't really there's not a whole lot we can glean from it because there's just it's so and I I I have more problems with the like sex part of it than I do Mm -hmm. the moving in together um because I don't know when their sex scenes have turned like weird, but I don't like it. And it was, it made me, it was a little uncomfortable, like made it sort of jokey in a way that Michael, we're, how far back are we going with Michael here that he's going to use sex as an absolute distraction from his problems. I thought we were past this, Michael. I thought we were years past, but nope, he's using cheesy lines about buttons and then he's distracting from all of his problems and using sex again that's not Michael anymore. So yeah. maybe, maybe the writers should really get to know Michael Guerin. Cause I think they'd really like him if they could just pinpoint who he is now. We've yeah. had this long, especially cause he is one of the most like visible characters in the show. Yeah. Um, so we, um, finish, I guess with, um, Michael's freak out with Michael going back to the house he left the key there um, and Alex is waiting for him. Um, I think one of my favorite lines was, it's a metaphor, Karen. All I heard was Little Mermaid when he said it. So I don't know. <laughs> it's a metaphor, daddy. Or not um, friends. I'm sorry, not Little Mermaid, but friends. I heard that every time that he, I, I've watched that scene, all I've heard is Rachel say it's a metaphor, daddy. Every time. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's ruined that for me, but I'm glad he said it. Yeah, because everything with them is a metaphor. So um, I'm glad they realized that. Literally. Yeah. Um, I am glad that Alex, again, is saying stuff to Michael. I'm glad that they're talking about about it, or at least one of them is talking, because Michael is still not really talking. Just the whole thing is just Alex saying, yeah, I understand. Okay, you're you know you're forgiven or whatever and then the scene ends so again briefness and i don't know it's now multiple times we've seen it where michael's the train wreck and alex is the one that's saving him from being a train wreck yeah and there's nothing wrong with that dynamic there's nothing you know but i kind of think there was like a subtle turnaround where i don't know i don't know i just i i love that you know, Alex is able to ground Michael and bring him back to earth and talk him through these things. That's wonderful. It's fantastic. But it's just, you know, and it's just another one of those. Are we ever going to, are we going to see it in the reverse? Are we going to see some growth in that way? Or is it always, you can't be stuck in the same dynamic forever. It's never going to work. He can't, Alex can't be 
the mature one who's always willing to make the next step forward. And Michael's always the one that's sort of hesitant. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I agree. I would just like to see, you know, them both as characters taking step forwards in, in, right. in the relationship. Um, the, the last thing I have down for Malik's is really Alex as a character is still working at Deep Sky, working on seemingly meaningless stuff. Um, hair balloons? I have no idea. Um, Every time we talked about anything to do with Deep Sky, I mean, I, it, I, I think it's a problem. I think it's a problem that I can't focus when they start talking <laughs> about actual plot because I, I, I couldn't even tell you the stuff with yeah. Jenna and all that. I'm like, I don't know. It just, yeah. it happened. Yeah, it did. Um, the one thing that I think I've always had a problem with, with Alex and Deep Sky is that it, he really is isolated from the rest of the group. Like he only in, in this episode alone, he only had scenes with Michael and then he had scenes with Eduardo and, and Kyle. And he mentions that he was going to be at the hatch party we never see him there so like again i don't i don't know if this was a schedule thing with tyler filming or just the writing that they never i i don't know what it is but um it just feels wrong all the time that we never see him in big group scenes and at this point it feels like they're doing it on purpose for some reason i don't know Um, and then it would have made sense for him to be at least in the scene where they gave Maria the last dose of the cure. Like if he's always, yeah. if he's always at deep sky and he's in deep sky, why couldn't he have been there too? He's friends with Maria and Liz and Kyle too. Yeah. Or even seeing him in, in the background of the arch party, like him sitting on a, on a chair somewhere, like that would have been a you know, something very small, but something that makes you understand that Alex is part of this group, is part of his family beyond right, his he relationship. Right, he didn't even have to speak. He could have just, like, yeah. been holding Michael's hand and we would have been like, yes, amazing, yeah. iconic scene. Yeah, especially because they tell us that everybody knows about them, I think. I'm pretty sure everybody knows at this point. Um, I would hope so. I hope, I mean, I they hope don't, so. you have a problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're moving in together and Dallas knows and Max knows, I think at this point everybody knows. But um, but yeah, so I think going forward, we don't really know much about the season in general, but I think the one thing that we do know moving forward is that Alex will go undercover, which A, makes sense with him being part of Sky. Um, B, I think it what they came up with to kind of cover up the fact that Tyler wasn't really on set much. But he, um, is he missing? Is he going to be out the same amount of episodes he's always out? The three? I think more than that. I think more than that. Or is going to have less scenes because Tyler wasn't really on set much, which I think it was because of like health issues that he had, um, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's his business why he wasn't there. I just, you know, I think it will be you know, very much less. It's going to be a dry season for us, I think. Yep. Yeah. Moving on to Isabel <laughs> and Atza. Um, this was the relationship nope. I had. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate that I hate it because I was looking forward to it so much. I yeah. wanted, I was, mm. I was so excited for Isabel to be in a relationship with a woman. And I'm still excited about it in, in, in the abstract. I don't know this woman. I don't know Anata. And, and the time jump only made it worse. Now you all love each other? What? Well, and then I have a more I have it, a more intimate relationship with my Starbucks barista than we've seen between Isabel and Anata. My issue is. So you have the time jump, which doesn't help things. We've missed the entire development of their relationship because even worse, because it's not like Michael and Alex and Liz and Max, where they have this history and this background and you kind of can infer what happened. We know nothing about them and their dynamic. 
And then on top of it, it is so super clear that she is going to end up with Kyle that there is no point to the relationship at this point because we have no investment in Anatsa. We have no investment in their relationship. And I hate that because I really liked them in the beginning when they were first kind of flirty and Isabel was freaking out. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted for Isabel. And we've missed everything about their relationship. And now, you know, we know, quote unquote, know that they're not going to end up together. Now, how many times did Isabel say, I love you to Kyle? Now, I know she meant it as a friend. But that whole scene with her and Kyle, I was like, why is it not to even hear? It's just a love triangle Another where a woman of color is going to be left out. I mean, it's just that's all they're going to do. It's just going to be another situation like that. You know, at this point, I would have preferred if they maybe still had it there last season and dated briefly last season and then just had Isabel with Kyle this season. Because I do like Isabel and Kyle as a couple. I would literally burn the earth down if they had started this season and Isabel was with Kyle. No, okay. Not that they had last season go exactly the way that it did. And then just time jump, just had them. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know? Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, oh, no. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just rework the right, whole writing of the relationship. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. have okay. Isabel mention like, oh, I'm not you know, that had to take a job somewhere else and we're cool and, you know, I'm living my fantastic single life and could have been it. Yeah, because I see, I think that they, I do think that it could be an amazing couple. They could have been an amazing couple if we actually had seen the development of their relationship, because I think. Anata has a lot of potential to be a really cool person and also being a journalist who in an investigative, is that how you say it? Journalist, um, you know, interested or thinks she's interested in aliens and alien stuff, you know, that could have been such a cool dynamic. And now we know nothing about her. We know nothing about their relationship other than they've been together apparently the whole time between season three and season four and that Isabel is saying I love you which I do think that Isabel has had since season one and being with Noah um a development and she got uh, maybe she got maybe she got therapy or something I don't know but uh, I do think that she has she's had an emotional development um up to where she does understand her own feelings that way but um I still think one day of having that you know freak out um is very brief um and it's not okay it's not entirely a freak out about saying that you it's also a freak out about bringing this woman into the alien secret which ties in you know it's all kind of tied in together with Isabel and and the pot squad I do still think it was very quick. Um, Six months is a really short amount of time to let somebody in on your family's deep, dark secret about yeah. the aliens. And also, also, we don't see her discuss it with any of the other people in the pod squad. Not Max, not Michael, not Dallas. She says this to Liz and Kyle. Why would not, you, you know... Yeah, you and again, you've I mean, you've mentioned it. I mean, why? You know, she's a reporter. Isabel was always the one. You know, they were always, I think, a little worried. They've always it's been such a maybe not Isabel so much as Max, but from day one, it's always been such an undercurrent of not letting people in because you don't know what's going to happen. No offense to Anasa because I don't know her. She would be the last person I would want to know this secret. I don't, you know, not only do we not know her. But also that reporter part of her and that absolutely not. Like, I'm glad that Isabel didn't just come out with it. I'm glad she struggled with it because she should have. And she should not tell, I don't think. Yeah, I was going to say, fortunately, she she does not manage for the time being to tell her. Um, She does say, I love you. She doesn't say that she's an alien. Um. Can I, can I ask a question real quick? Because that scene, I, I, I did, I thought it was cute, you know, that she told her that she loved her back. Was she really about to divulge their big secret in the middle of that festival thing with all those people around? Oh. 
I mean, uh, knowing how the writing is in Roswell goes, yes. I think that probably. I think that was the goal here. Um, um I think it's sweet that again, uh, you know, do do I think it's wonderful that Isabel was able to let her walls down enough to say I love you to someone? Absolutely. Do I think it's wonderful that she's comfortable enough with herself to be with a woman? Absolutely. Do I care at all about this them as a couple? No, because how could I? I don't know them at all. They're very sweet on the surface. I, I'm I'm happy for them, but until there's something else, I don't know how how I can really get that invested. It's kind of like it's kind of like season two with Kyle and whatever her name was. Exactly. Well, there's just so Steph. What's her name? Steph. Steph. Oh, Steph. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Right. So I mean, but I mean, yeah. so little investment, so little time together, so little. Then, hell, Kyle and Steph had more time together than Isabel yeah. and Anata. That I mean, truly. I do hope making that parallel. I do hope that a kind of if this relationship has to, um, is to go on a little more uh, during the season that they do at least have Anata have scenes with other people in the group like that she does meet you know because they is it not the friends months. with anyone is she friends with anybody in the group if she bonded yeah. with anyone i don't know yeah i mean we know she's met kyle at, at the very least but i hope after six months and then up i love you to each other she's met everyone yeah she's forged some relationships with people i mean my god i hope so um the other thing that I did want to mention um, about Isabel is that she's um, moved on from her um, party planning business, I don't know, and started um, doing women as words meeting, meetings as an instructor. I think that's kind of the basis that we have in... It did make me laugh as soon as she said, you know, the this is a women as warriors meeting because this is like, you thought this was bullshit a year ago. Well, like, and it's also very like it, the vibe of a woman, women as warriors. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but the vibe of it is so early '90s feminism that it was. It's so wild to me. Like this is like what you would find at Lilith Fair, like. In a workshop that you would go to at Lilith Fair in the mid '90s, it was such a wild. It's not. I mean, I, I'm I'm not mad at it. That's great. You know, whatever reclaim whatever energy you want. But it was just so. Yeah, this was something that she thought was really stupid not that long ago, and maybe she's you know changed. What? We just didn't get to see it. I do hope that this is kind of just one side of the the business that she's put up apparently, right. and that you know. It, I think season two, it was that, that we had that um, thing with with our pregnancy and stuff that she wanted to, or mentioned, you know, clinics for women in. Um, That's what I wanted. In New Mexico and stuff. So I do hope that this is just one side of the business and maybe she does have, you know, health counseling and stuff like that as part of her, her business, you know, um, I don't know. I think it will be, I think it's something interesting to explore. I don't know that we will, but. You know, and one thing, you know, Amanda, you mentioned that, you know, it's kind of like very nineties for the, the whole women as warrior thing. And I agree. This show is so steeped in nineties themes and tropes that it almost works because I mean, at, you know, this show is so clearly influenced. I think this is oh, influence. so influenced by like late nineties, early two thousands dramas, you know, the ones that we grew up on that it, it, it almost works in a weird way for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I have no problem with it. It was just funny. Cause I was like, that's, that's the vibes is almost like one of those old where, you know, you finally figure out that you're, you know, a woman figures out she's queer and then she becomes like a hippie out of nowhere. And it's like, why, you know, those two things are not necessarily related, but it was, it was fun. Anytime Isabel can reclaim any part of herself and, you know, have some agency. I'm happy. I'm happy for, her, but no. Also, I do think, I do think that this is the part of the episode that made most sense. Right. You know, as for Isabel's development, um, 
with the time jump, I, I do believe that with all the character development and all the relationship development, it, does, it, it makes sense for Isabel. Um, anything else about this section? I just want to bring it up because I brought it up in the group chat. Those were the stupidest fucking pants <laughs> I've ever seen on Isabel. <laughs> the first pants, the first pair of pants. The first pants with the little strings and like the low rise. Like I was having flashbacks too. It just, it felt very like Y2K. I mean, you know, we've it all lived through so it before. Solo. Oh, apparently it's coming back. I won't do it, but yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, nothing that Isabel wears surprises me anymore. I almost don't notice. Because it's, you know, it's Isabel. She's going to wear really weird stuff. They really experiment a lot on her. Yeah. The little weird ponytail pigtail things in the end of the episode. I was like, she's not like 14. <laughs> but, but you know what? I appreciate that they experiment with Isabel's look. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So I kind of just put everything that remained together in a, in a, one section but they did interact during the episode so we have kyle maria and dallas in this section kyle i am i am so done with kyle being sad he's just a sad puppy in the corner never and he's gonna always he's gonna forever be isolated and just sad and lonely like why what did that michael trevino do to piss people off yeah it's happening why i mean obviously by the by the end he's gonna be with Isabel but like what are we in the interim is he just gonna watch after them like a little puppy I hope not yeah it's been three seasons of this by now because season two yes he had stuff but he was isolated from the group season three I do not remember a plot for him and now he is just sadly looking at a relationship that he cannot be a part of now I do not trust Roswell to do a poly relationship. This is why I say that it, it's, you know, not a get triangle one. kind of situation. We're not going to get one, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just, you know, sad and there. And I do appreciate that the show itself says it, you know, that Eduardo says that you've been here so much that it started to dust you. That kind of, you know, at, at least the show is self-aware in that sense. But please, you know, can we like just give Kyle this? something else to do? Just give yeah. him, give him, you know, you've got a good actor. You've got, you've got, you know, a character that you can do a lot with. Let it, let him do something. Because I would understand it if he wasn't really part of um, kind of like the lore of the show or he had nothing to do with the group the research the alien stuff but he does like he's part of a family that was you know involved with aliens for years and years and years so why can we not find something for him to do that is more interesting than just dissecting a dead body you know and at the same time have him have actual scenes and relationships with the rest of the group this is my only question um i just really want kyle to be something other than the fix-it guy for the pod squad like that that just seems to be his sole purpose at this point in a way that i i've started to feel like alex is for michael just like the plot device and Kyle's so tied to all of these other characters in really interesting ways that are just never explored. And that's really disappointing because I love Kyle. We all love Kyle and he doesn't get a chance to really do anything. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, him being the fix-it guy because he, that's part of, you know, that's the most important thing that he does in the episode, I think, is um cure maria quote-unquote cure maria um hover um brain disease i have no idea what we call it at this point one because we completely ignored it for half of last season like it was uh, the huge 
part of the plot for half of the season and then at the back end of the season they completely forgot about it but um she seems to be at least for now cured of the degenerative part of her disorder um at the same time it seems that she's losing or has lost her powers or intuition or you know whatever that was um which i hope they'll bring forward in the season at least is something interesting i think they never in previous season never really quite got there with maria and powers and being part alien so i think it will work out this season for her um because i think it's something really interesting that you can do with her and i don't think they ever quite struck the landing with that but we'll see um and then dallas and maria that was weird that was well, weird. Either, like the interview after Greg. Chris said something about, or was it? I can't remember. The interview after was like, "Yeah, I'm glad people picked up on that." You know, and I was picked like, "Well, up? it wasn't subtle. It wasn't subtle." I mean, you know, <laughs> picked up on what? Like, you could have yeah, slapped so, me in so the face bad. with it. It was a bit was less equi- obvious. Equivalent of saying, like, after the pilot, glad people picked up on Michael and Alex. That was really, I was really hoping people would get it. Like, okay, so it's weird. It's weird. It's she's dating someone else. That was the whole point. I don't understand what they're doing with Maria and Dallas here. I don't, and it makes me not want it. I like her and Gregory. Now, it may be that Greg couldn't be on the show that much at, or if at, at all, but then I have think them. He is. I think he, I think he is filmed, but like, I don't know that is he is in the show in the capacity of being Maria's love interest or in the capacity well, of being out. They're talking. Brother. I, that would be really weird if they just dropped that whole thing, especially because yeah. she admitted that they'd been talking. That would be really weird. So, like, are we going for another love triangle here? That's weird. And especially another one with Maria? I don't know. Yeah. That's dumb. I, you know, I love Maria and Greg. I think that they're great. I really loved their stuff last season. But if they're not going to have Liberty Biberty on the show and they're going to do this with Dallas and Maria. Just have her break up with Greg off screen. You do so much shit off screen. Just that one more isn't going to kill the show. And to not, because she is very clearly flirting with Dallas, full on knowing that she's dating somebody else. And to me, that's not a Maria thing to do. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to actual plot points. What plot? What, what plot did you find, Nick? What plot? New characters, then. <laughs> if it's not plot. Um, so we do have a new uh, three new alien characters that they do say are a new triad. Um, I, I already forgot the name. Oh, no, it's um, Bonnie and Clyde for some reason. I got it. Uh, and then Triska, I think, is the third one. I mean lady do we are we aware of what bonnie and clyde did and who they were and are we are we going with that name really i think they did it on purpose like i mean i think that's well yeah he he abused the shit out of her and then it was gross (laughs) like it's not it's very romanticized american history it's very gross what a choice um so anyway they rob banks um with their alien powers and this is a great moment to say Jenna is back. And she's the only redeeming the whole thing. I okay, I'm do Roswell writers Jenna. Do Roswell writers think that it's that easy to get into the FBI? <laughs> that you can go she, from small town. She had a sister who faked being in the FBI, that's why she got in. I don't care. A small town cop in Roswell, New Mexico is now in the... I'm glad she's back. She looks great. I'm glad she's here, but the I'm entire time back. I was like... Um, I Some of the stuff with Max was kind of weird, the way he hasn't moved past the fact that they brief, very briefly dated or hooked up or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm glad she's back. I do feel like he was kind of if I, it felt like she's never she never left 
and she wasn't here all of the last season. So what are we like? Are we ignoring that she ever left Roswell? Like she hasn't been here. What are anyway? I mean, I kind of like that though. I mean, she just slots back in. That's how good of a. Yeah. That's how good it is. I mean, is that she never should have left in the first place. I mean, I know why, but. Yeah. You know, I, I, their dynamic has always been a good one. I don't know mm-hmm. why Max is obsessing about the fact that they, whatever, but because it's not like Liz gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, what does it matter? It was years ago and clearly didn't mean much. So, like, I, I am glad, I am glad that Max has someone that is not a sibling to talk to because, you know, but among them, he's really the one who doesn't really have friends to talk to you know Isabel has in some capacity was has had in past season I'm not talking specifically about this episode because we haven't seen a lot but she's had you know Maria she's at Liz Michael has had you know Kyle at certain points she he's at Liz he has Alex to talk to uh and Max just doesn't really have that many interactions with people who are not siblings or Liz really so um I'm glad he has someone to to talk to you know um and yeah their relationship was always um interesting um we don't know really don't know anything about actual plot really at this point other than Jenna and Max are investigating this bank robberies and um aliens committed them and we have this new triad um with this lady that comes in and i don't know what they did to the ground to cause the rain to go off like that but i do know that they mentioned the alight alight alighting alightning alighting that one you got it you had it you had it right has not been mentioned for three seasons i don't even remember it i don't even remember I know I Noah remember. said something about it. That's all I remember. Yeah, I, I, I have to go back and want, rewatch season one because I certainly, as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, I vaguely remember that being a plot at some point or some something mentioned. Gun to my head, couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think it's something bad, but I don't know. Um, and then the other plot point, which. I think will be important going forward is Sherry Appleby's character. Um, Dr. Dr. Myers, I think her name is, um, who I think is connected to the new aliens just because of the um, cliffhanger that we had at final episode of last season. Um, and she's obviously connected to Liz because she was her mentor. So I am interested in seeing how those things connect because she looked like in the cliffhanger scene that she did not actually like Liz that much at that moment so I'm interested in seeing what why Liz still looks up to this person so much as giving her book to a a student she thinks is struggling and on the other hand she has this person who she idolizes apparently hate her so that's something that you know to take into consideration moving forward i think i mean i'm i was excited eh, at having i mean Siri I, show up yeah i was excited at having her show up at the end of last season i guess i'm intrigued to see how that plays out with liz not so much the other aliens i, I want to know why she apparently hates liz but um and I mean, it's the first episode. You're not going to know everything. You're not going to, they're not going to show everything. And, that's oh, and we've fine. all, we've all been equally frustrated by the premiere of every season because they always do this. It's always really like, God. I think that last year's premiere was, was probably in the first, obviously the pilot We're we're both, you know, done the best, I think out of all four that we've had, but this isn't the, the last time or, you know, the first time that we've been like, this is wild. And it usually sorts itself out to some extent, you know, we'll figure it out and it makes more sense. I was just, 
the vibe of this episode at the end, I was like, I barely remembered that Sherry, they showed her at the end of this last season. I think it's just because so much happens that it's hard six months later, eight months later to come back into it and then just be sort of thrown in with no other details. It's hard. Yeah. And also I haven't rewatched season three um, since it aired. So I, there is a lot of it that I genuinely was like, okay, maybe this happened last season. Maybe this is something left over for last season, but I'm not sure. So um, I genuinely for full on, forgot that Rosa is gone because she she went to art school I was like what where's Rosa I was like oh yeah she went to art school yeah which I which is actually probably one of the best ways they've ever explained why a character is gone and they set it up so far in the future that we knew even if we had to remember why instead of just randomly having you know people not there you yeah. actually get to know that, you know, it was well done. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap up, I want to mention a couple of questions that we got on Instagram. So thank you everyone that sent stuff in, commented. I think we touched on pretty much everything um, during our talk, uh, except for like these two questions. Um, so Adventures with the Tweens said, Everyone is thrown for the game by love, or is it the new aliens? Which I think is interesting. Like I, I feel like they set it up as everyone is at the point, as like um a turning point in their relationships. You know, with Isabel and Anata, Alex, Echo, all of them are taking a step in their relationship. But what if at least part of those nerves and at least part of um what's going on is the new aliens and whatever they're doing with um, the science stuff that they're doing, which is interesting. Um, another comment I just, I want to have it in because it made me laugh is Prika just said, I think Kyle and Dallas should kiss sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I could be here for it, but no. It just made me laugh because they are the, like the two that are not kind of pair up at the moment. So just, it would be a very know, Roswell thing to do. So kind Kyle, of like, just pair people up. Give Kyle and Isabel, give Kyle and Isabel a chance now at this point. Or I'll cry. I know. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. Oh, I know. Um, I just Dallas, I, I, I want him to priest. Have... Yeah, but he's not, he's not a Catholic priest. I forgot about Protestants for a second. Yeah, they exist. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that whole like war against Protestants and Catholics. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know. <laughs> no. But there are other the Catholics. There are other people in the world. He's, I, he could be Episcopalian. I have no idea. But I he's did, not Catholic. You know, I did wonder throughout what he was still a priest because he just kind of like yeah. this He might not even be like one he's... anymore, but I don't yeah. even think he was. I, I, I know the garb he was wearing. I don't even know that he is technically a priest. Versus a preacher, I don't know, but um, it makes like I have no idea what the difference is. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how American but I don't think he's, he's not the kind where he can't be in a relationship. Okay, okay. As far as I know, um, I would um, like something. I would like something for Dallas because Dallas is a good character. I'm glad he and Michael are bonding. I'm glad he's met, found his way in. I don't want them to drop the religious part for him because it was so important as much as I don't really understand it. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want as much as we can do in 13, 12 more episodes of Roswell. I want something good for, for Dallas. I want him to, him to have a good, a good plot. Yeah. This is not necessarily about Dallas. I think Rosa is going to be the character for this one, but I do want kind of someone to not be paired up, but it's on the show ends. You know what I mean? To not have. I agree. You know, you have to be in a romantic relationship to be, you know, happy and fulfilled with your life. I think Rosa is going to be that character, but, you know, Dallas could be a contender for that. Um, and yeah, just to finish, I, I'm not sure if you guys have a favorite part of the episode, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Amanda, you want to go first? Nope. <laughs> um, I would say my favorite part is probably the um stuff with um 
I just literally had Arturo. Um, I was had an absolute brain fart. Sorry, blame, blame the pregnancy hormones. But um, the stuff with Arturo, I really enjoyed that because Arturo, you know, I you want nothing but good things for him, right? And he, he got Rosa back. And just him being that fatherly sort of sitcom drama father, like giving the best advice to Liz and that whole, you know, scene where he's telling her like, you ain't got your shit together. Why are you making her get her shit together? It's so dad. So you would think it would be the Malik's would be my favorite. And that's always going to be sort of, you know, I'm always glad to see them, but I, I want, I would, I kind of want Arturo to just pop up all season with just these little nuggets of like advice for everyone, just because he does it so well. You're just going to be everyone's dad. Right. Exactly. That's what I want. That's what I mean. Like just pop up every episode with a different character and be like, so, you know, yeah. get your shit together. That's kind of like, here's a churro or whatever. Like that's kind of what I want for him so that we see him and he gets to impart wisdom. Um, so a very, a close second would probably be that last mallet scene. I did like watching them kind of communicate and work through the issue that they had, but I'm going to go with an Arturo scene again, and this might be shocking, but my favorite scene was the one in the crash down with him and Max, where he was giving him the ring. I really liked, it was cute. You know, you could see that it was Arturo kind of like giving his blessing and I don't know. I just, I like, I like their dynamic too. I think it's kind of fatherly, but not because he's also like his future father-in-law and it, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was cute. Yeah. I have to agree with all of the Arturo scenes in general. I think he as a character just brings so much to the dynamics in the show in general. My favorite would have to be the Michael and Dallas scenes, both of oh, them. Yeah. The one oh, at yeah. the beginning uh, and the the one later on. Um, just because, again, they get each other. Um, and it's just so nice to have Michael interact with someone that is not his siblings that he, and someone that understands him, honestly, on basically all levels, um, except for maybe the science he wanted to don't talk about science. So it's fine. And it was fun to see them kind of practice their powers together and him my, Michael helping Dallas with his powers um okay so do you guys have anything else to add no I don't think so okay I think we covered it so, all okay so as always you guys can um reach out to us on Instagram Tumblr or Twitter at Queer and Blast we will be out with comments the saturday after each no two saturdays after each episode yes that's how it works right. um so we'll be one week behind the show each week um and yeah thank you guys so much for listening and we we'll see you guys next week thank you thank you, thank you.